Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Chris Carlisle. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting, Life Unscripted. I'm so grateful to have you here today uh, talking about your new book, Move or Die, Creating a Game Plan from Stuck to significance and uh, being a retired Super Bowl winning coach and performance specialist, you're the perfect person to talk on this subject uh, because as we just touched on briefly before we got started with our interview, it's not just about moving, which our society needs to do a lot more of, sitting on our buns a lot, um, but also in business, you have to be moving forward, growing, or you're going to be dying or out of business in pretty short order. But what, what prompted you to create your book? I was actually doing another book, a book on uh, training athletes. And my, my, my second degree is I have a master's in history. And so I, I love to research. I love to find out exactly why the, the whole process. And so I went back through time to find out exactly when, uh, as, a, as human beings, we became needing to have this idea of movement. There was a study done by Texas A&M University that said that the idea of movement started as we moved out of the river valleys onto the Great Plains and the steppes to chase the great herds. Mm -hmm. And so at that time, way back then, it became part of our DNA, this need to move. Now through history, we were able to move north and south and east and west. We had all the adventures and, and we flew to the moon and we've been to the bottom of Mariana's Trench. We've been to the North Pole and the South Pole so, so geographically, we're, we're kind of stuck. Mm -hmm. And so what happens to our bodies is we start rebelling because we need to move. And mm -hmm. like you alluded to, physically, we need to move, but also socially, um, physically, mentally, uh, spiritually, we need to continue to move forward. Yeah. And if not, then your body breaks down. It starts to turn on itself. You know, it, it reminds to me, it's, it's expansion. I think that's the whole 
essence of why people are excited about space exploration or even this undersea exploration is the idea of expansion expansion and growth of knowledge it, it's that same thing and it's interesting today's time we have this little compact thing called a cell phone um but more than anything else it seems like we're not expanding intellectually and as people because we've kind of just gone inside the phone or inside TV and let it just take over instead of expanding our minds and our intellect. Right. We, we, we've, we've stopped communicating with others. Mm. And yeah. so we start taking for granted what people tell us on that phone and we don't get to argue back with them and they don't, we don't have that discourse that we've always had. Mm. So now people start taking ideas from what somebody else said. Now, are they telling you the truth? Mm -hmm. You know, that's always the thing we could met out when we sat together and we communicated. But because of, of technology, we now stay at home and we work at home and we can do all this stuff. And then we get on our phones and find out what everybody's doing. Yeah. But is there somebody there to keep us in between the lines on what is right and what is wrong? What is the truth and what isn't? Mm -hmm. And so as we, we move through our life, if we don't continue to find that discourse with other people, then we get stuck. We get stuck in one idea and then we, and then our whole thinking process dies. Same thing happens with work. You get a job, you, you know, you get out of college and you have this tremendous dream of what you want to do. And I always talk to people when I go out and speak, you know, what did you want to be when you're eight to 10 years old? Mm -hmm. Because those were the ages when we didn't know the cost of our dreams we were free to dream anything. Nobody understood that to be an astronaut, you had to do all this work to become an astronaut. To be a doctor, you had to do all this work to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. And so you, you had that freedom to dream. Then all of a sudden, you got out in life and you thought, man, that's really hard to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. That's really hard to be an astronaut. And so you start selling off your dream. And eventually, you get out of college and you go kind of like Edmund Hillary did when he climbed Mount Everest. He looked around and looked at his uh, Sherpa and said, so now what? Yeah. You know, I've got to the top. My whole life was to get out of college and I got out of college. So now what? Yeah. You and know, so you, position, you stop moving because you take the first job that comes. Wow. You know, you hit on something or a lot of points that are very important that I don't think we give a lot of credence to. I mean, I had left home and went to college. My mom's like, you should just get a job, you know, and, and go out there and work. And when you're 65, you can go and do those fun things. I was like, what? I got to wait till 65. Um, but we do that often. We, we either get that degree and take that job, whatever it might be. And then you just kind of get stuck and you buy the house and you get the kids. And before you know it, you're just on a hamster wheel. And really, as you say, you're just stuck. You're not really growing or or moving along. What are some of the fixes? Because I'm getting from you that part of what's happened to our culture with being stuck and not moving forward is really the disconnection from each other. Well, the first thing you've got to do is trust yourself. You've got to trust who you are and that you still have the capability to be who you want to be. And I go back to, uh, uh, I, was, I was teaching in Blyville, Arkansas, which is the northeast corner of Arkansas, about an hour north of Memphis. And I had the opportunity to become a graduate assistant at the University of Arkansas. Now, I was making teacher money, which isn't great money, but it was a good income. My wife had just opened a business, and we were living in her grandparents' house, who had passed away, rent-free. So we were doing okay. 
And I had this opportunity, I got this phone call to go out to the University of Arkansas in Fayetteville and become a graduate assistant. Well, I jumped at the chance right away. Then my wife asked the hard question, where do you get paid? Because you're going to college, it's got to be more than we're making here. And I told her, we're going to make $400 a month for 10 months of the year. And she goes, but, but honey, our rent's going to be 450. Mm. Okay. So, so I was already in the deficit and I'm going to tell you right now, that's the last financial decision I've ever made for my family. But because I took the risk to go be a graduate assistant, and this was, I was 28 years old doing this. I wasn't 22. I was 28 years old when I did this. Went to the University of Arkansas, a year and a half, I earned my master's. And from there, I, the head strength coach was a guy named John Stuckey. And in time, John Stuckey got me back to the University of Tennessee. We won a national championship there. But then I got a call from a guy named Pete Carroll, who was John Stuckey's good friend in coaching. Pete Carroll, if you're not familiar with football, was at that time just got the job, the head football coaching job at the University of Southern California. So had I not made that move, from a high school job in, in Northeast Arkansas to a graduate assistantship where I wasn't made, I was, we were in deficit spending right there. I would have never met Pete Carroll. I would never went to the University of Southern California. I'd never went to the Seahawks and I might not have won the Super Bowl. Wow. You know, but, I, what I'm picking up, sorry, go. Uh, that's okay. You, you just, and that's my point is you've got to trust that if you work hard enough, things are going to work out for you. It may not seem like it, but trust yourself and who you are. Wow. Uh, what I'm picking up from you is the big proponent is that you took the risk. You trusted in yourself, but you took a risk. And, mm -hmm. and I'm guessing that often people aren't living their fullest potential because not only are they not taking a risk, they're kind of just living comfortably. And comfortably is almost like a death of yourself. Without a doubt. Uh, there's a uh, speaker named Craig Valentine, and he asked the question, are you too good to be great? Is your life too good to live the great life? And that you find reasons why you don't want to leave the security of good to become great. And so I'm of the, the idea that we all can be moving forward. Everybody had a dream that we want to be more than we are today. And so if we continue to trust ourselves and take those risks, but make sure they're balanced risks, because when I went to the University of Arkansas, had I not got a connection with the coaching that I did, I would have had my master's degree, which also would have stepped me up as a teacher in public schools. So it was a win-win. If I met some coaches and it helped me along my path, I won there. If it didn't, I still won because I was able to earn more as a uh, teacher. And so, you know, you've got to make these calculated risks that in the end, no matter how it goes, you're, you're going to have a great chance to succeed. Yeah. And one point I'm getting from you also is success looks different to different people. I remember years ago, my husband wanted to be a pilot for the majors like American Airlines or something like that. And uh, it didn't work out for health purposes, but he still got a private pilot. And what ended up happening is he took the risk to start his own business. That business took off and he was able to fly for fun. What I found interesting um, one evening as we were flying somewhere and we saw some pilots, we, we got out of the um, general aviation area and there were co some commercial charter pilots and we got into um, a bus that would take us to the hotel 
they were jealous talking to my husband because they said, we wish we could do that, that we could just fly when we want to fly. We love doing our job. We love flying. But wouldn't it be cool just to fly when we want to fly and not fly for hire, meaning we could just go where we want to go. So uh, that's his idea of success. Yeah, right, right. Well, when I was eight years old, I told my buddy Nate Lau I was going to win a Super Bowl. Now, I, I didn't know I was going to be. I, I thought maybe because we were playing football at the time, I'd be as a football player, but but I topped out on my athletic ability. I wasn't athletically gifted enough to go on to that level and play. I was able to play in college, but not in the NFL. But I could get into coaching. But I also found during my coaching that I wasn't a great football coach. I wasn't very good at all. Let me tell you, my record as a head football coach was 39-77-1. All right? Mm -hmm. so, so you hire me, you get three wins every year. Not really good. But as a strength conditioning coach, I've been 249, 48, and 1. What does that mean? What is strength conditioning exactly? I, um, so I, I, as, as a head football coach, I won 30, 39 games. I lost 77 mm -hmm. and one tie. As a strength conditioning coach, that a guy who facilitated athletes to help them along their path to become better football players. Got it. Career record went now from 30, 39 wins. I now had during that stretch as a strength conditioning coach, 249 wins, 87 losses and one. All right. Because I made the choice, the epiphany, I came to understand. And that's, again, trusting yourself and understanding who you are. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we want to be all of this, but we're not gifted enough. And that's OK. That's OK. I, I use you have to understand your what. Mm -hmm. And what means to me is what are you special at? You've been gifted. Everybody's been gifted with certain talents. And some people have 120 talents, okay? I had like eight. So, so think about a, a crayon box. Remember the big crayons, the eight pack? This is the basic. That was who I was. Big, thick crayons, okay? All right. And then next to me was this young lady, and she had 120 crayons with a sharpener in the back. Can you imagine that? Mm -hmm. Now, here's the problem. At the middle of the semester, I had used all my talents up, all my what's, all my abilities, everything that God gave me. Mine were in a, in a bag because the box was torn up so bad. They were just shrapnel of crayons. And I looked at the young lady and I felt sorry for her because she had crayons in her box that she hadn't used yet. Think of that. She had talent she never used. So she, she didn't trust herself. She trusted herself down this very thin line. Mm -hmm. All right. I understood I didn't have all those talents. And it happened in coaching. I wasn't a great football coach. My record showed it. But as a strength conditioning coach, it was my niche, what I was really, really good at. Mm. And so to be able to step back in your own self and reexamine who you are and say, you know what? Maybe I can still get to where I want to be, but I can do it this way. Hmm. Maybe I'm not a race car driver, but maybe I'm the mechanic. All right. And so I got to win the Super Bowl, which was my ultimate goal, because I went on a different path, but got me to the same way. Yeah. And so you've got to trust yourself. You've got to risk, but you also have to self-assess. What am I really like? Who? What are my what's? What are my great talents? What do I do better than everybody else? Because we all have them. Yeah. 
you know, you have to look deep inside yourself. What are your what? What are you special at? And then follow that as your passion. Yeah, I just totally love that, Chris. I think that's one thing that people just negate and don't pay much attention to. I had a friend who said, oh, I'm really, really good at drawing and seeing a picture and making it come to life. But who needs that? Anyone could do that. I, I can't do that. And I, I think you're, you're so right. Like that woman you're talking about with the whole crown box, she had a whole bunch of watts and she was just sitting on them, maybe not even believing in her gifts and talents and, and letting them just, you know, not be used. And that's just sad because we're here to, to hopefully live our greatest potential that we possibly can. You can't do that unless you, as you say, really get an assessment of what are your greatest talents, your skills, your gifts, and how mm -hmm. might you use them? And now, here's what you have to also do. Hmm. Why wasn't she using her crayons? Did somebody come up to her and say, don't use these crayons because you're not very good at them? All right. Maybe that person who told them that only had a 48 box of crayons. And they were jealous of the 120 box and they didn't want to see their friend get better than they did. And so they told them, don't use those colors. You don't know how to put them on paper. Right. And so we've got to make sure we don't surround ourselves with those people that are holding us back so they don't have to improve themselves. Yeah. And that's one of the great deterrents of life is we surround ourselves with people who are holding us back. Here's a crazy thing. And I, I just found this out. We have 80,000 thoughts go through our head every day. 80,000. Now, of those 80,000, 80, 80% of those are negative. All right. Mm. So 64,000 thoughts go through our head every day that are putting us down. Now, think about your husband's job and everything, his business. If he had somebody that was negative 64,000 times a day, would that person work in the, in the business? Well, heck no. Here's where we got to turn the whole story around. We've got to believe in ourselves. Remember, trust. You got to take the risk. You got to go ahead and balance those risks. But you also must go ahead and understand what you're great at and understand what you can do. And then surround yourself. And I use a, a, a quote by Al Capone. Al Capone, once when he asked about people that are, are in his circle, he said, I'd rather have four quarters and 100 pennies. Boom. Rather have four quarters and 100 pennies. And so you've got to make sure you're four quarters. Now, maybe two. I've got five. Okay. I'm not saying you have to have four, but make sure those people that you believe in also believe in you. They're not there. You're not in their circle because you make them, you know, you, you lift them up and they don't do anything for you. Yeah. And the, the biggest thing with those people is they've got to be willing to tell you the truth that you might not want to hear, but you must hear. Think about how many people tell us their truths. All right. And, and, and it goes back to the first thing we talked about when we started was with, with the social media and everything. Whose truth are we listening to? Now, sometimes the truth that we need to hear, we don't like to hear it but we've got to hear it. And it, what it'll do is makes us think, now we, we, we might get a little bristled at the beginning, but if we really think about it and go, you know, you're right. You know, I, 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 I can treat be people better. All right. I can get to work a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. I can go ahead and be more efficient in the work I do. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that truth, when we get it, opens great doors and we have such opportunities to be successful and to move on with our life to where we want to go to find our success. 
Yeah, uh, you hit on so many great points, and that is a really big one. Uh, so many times people will go forward with their gifts and talents, and maybe some of the friends you grew up with maybe aren't on that same path. They're not going to be able to go forward with you. Um, and, you know, that's the hard part. I know I went through that when I started to expand. There were some people who were naysayers and such, and, you know, uh, sometimes someone's a uh, for a season and not a lifetime, and, and that's okay. Uh, mm -hmm. But needing to surround yourself with people who are gonna get your back and you have their back. I would love to talk longer because I know we could, but I don't want us to leave without everyone finding out how they can get their very own copy of Move or Die and find out more about you. How can they do that? Well, you can go online to my website. It's www.thecoachcarlisle.com. Carlisle is C-A-R. L-I-S-L-E, thecoachcarlisle.com. And that's my website. On there, you can purchase the book. And when you purchase it there, I will sign it. You can also go on Amazon and purchase a book there. And so they're out there. Once you get on my website, you become a subscriber. I put blogs out every week. And it kind of continues the conversation we have in the book. And then I'm on social media. The Coach Carlisle, uh, uh, Chris Carlisle. I'm on all the social medias. Just find Coach Carlisle or the Chris Carlisle, and uh, and you can find me and follow me there. I'd love to talk to you more. That's awesome. It's been a fabulous chat. I really thank you so much for sharing your great wisdom today, Chris. Uh, I'm hoping you broaden people's minds to go deeper and use their gifts and talents. Don't let them waste. And thank you again for coming to Savvy Broadcasting. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate you. Have a great day now. You betcha. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.